tuning in. I am Julia. Julia's really excited to be here. I'm Laura. This is our second episode. Stay tuned to find out all the cool things that are happening in Columbus. Woohoo! Before we get started, we're going to send us a quick shout out to our very own social media. We would like you to follow us if you're not already. We are the ones sponsoring this episode, so if you could go ahead and follow us. Our biggest platform is Instagram right now because it's where you'll find all of our updates, all of our cool things that we're talking about. We post a lot in stories. You can follow us at ColumbusCast on Instagram. You can also follow us on Twitter. And that's at CastColumbus because ColumbusCast was taken. And on that um, social media platform, we just retweet a lot of news stories throughout the week and different events happening in Columbus. It's mainly a retweet pa- platform for us. Yeah, we so have full-time jobs. If you, can't, if you can't wait for us to put out our next podcast, just check us out on Twitter and see what we're going to talk about this week. It's great. You can also follow us on Facebook. We just have a platform there. Not a lot of stuff going on there, but if you just want to check us out, see a little bit about us, you can, you can head over to Facebook. And lastly, if you have some feedback for us and you want to just get it directly to the source, go ahead and email us. We have an email address. It is columbuscast.gmail.com. Or you can always slide into those DMs. Slide into the DMs, exactly, yeah. Any feedback is welcome because we're just getting started here. We just got our equipment, so hopefully that'll all be situated and we can start to pick up more of a weekly schedule. That's the plan. That is the plan, and if our equipment is sounding a little wonky, we do not have our tech expert, Nate, here with we us. We <laughs> SOS. We are doing this all on our own, so bear with us. Thanks. So we did take two weeks off between our last podcast, and we wanted to catch you up on some things that happened in that time. So our very own Julia actually ran the Cap City Half Marathon. Very proud of her. Quite a big accomplishment. Julia, how do you feel? I ran all over Columbus, and I have not ran since. So. There you go. She got a beer after. That's the yeah, you got. If you are into running, the Cap City Half is the way to go. You get a great course. I think the Nationwide Children's Half, while it's for a great cause, you just normally run to Bexley and back for their half marathon, whereas for the Cap City half, you run around downtown, around the German village, around Ohio State University. You kind of get a little bit more variation, and also you get a margarita, a White Claw, and a specially brewed Land Grant beer just for the half marathon. I love Land Grant. One of yeah. my favorites. Very cool. Um, We also passed Beer and Pizza Week. That was, I believe it was last week, or was it two weeks ago? Either way, now is currently Craft Beer Week, so it's almost over. So if you haven't hit up one of your local craft breweries, there's so many in Columbus. Yeah, and there's a ton of events going on, special tastings, especially like partnerships with local food trucks and everything like that they have like special beers and collaborations between breweries so if you're a craft beer fan definitely check it out it's a good weekend for craft beer i remember the um the drunken donut did a few they did like beer beer and donut pairings it sounded really awesome so have you had a drunken donut yet? i have never had a drunken donut oh they're really really good i know oh my god we we need to change that asap that is However, as the true New Yorker that I am, I was in line on Sunday for Shake Shack. And how was the opening? You were there live. <laughs> I was there live. It was it was pretty good. We went at like around 2.30 and there wasn't too much of a line. I was pretty impressed. We probably, it was probably like half an hour between the time that we got there and the time we got our food. So I was really impressed by how well they were running everything. They had so many people on staff. So it was a good experience overall. I'll go back for sure. Yeah, I wanted to go today. I really wanted to try the new collab shake they have with Fox in the Snow. Yeah, they have two. They have two? They have one with the sticky pecan bun, and then they have one that's like pie oh my, and it has, it's pie flavored or something like that. Oh, that sounds good. But the line was just 
too much for me it's today. Still, yeah, it's still, we had a podcast to record. I didn't have time for a Shake Shack if line. If you want to go to Shake Shack in peace, probably wait like a good month. It's going to be a month out. There's lots of other burgers in Easton, though. You can still grab. I'm, I'm waiting to see how the other burger places are going to do. Like, you can go to Flipside, which is probably like a 100-foot walk. And then inside the mall is... Five Guys. Five Guys, yeah. And then there, like Cheesecake has a burger. Yeah. Um, North Star. North Star has a really good burger. I bet Brio, you can get a burger. You could probably get a burger at any restaurant. You can get a burger at the steakhouse. Uh, you can get a burger anywhere. I yeah. used to have like a friend's dad who used to order burgers at like seafood restaurants. So I'm interested to see how like local places will will fare against Shake Shack, but I'm rooting for all of you because you're all delicious. And now we'll get into the episode. Yeah. Thanks for joining. Okay, so we know you guys have all been waiting to hear about the Short North parking update. Yes, this is a big topic. So they, the city of Columbus has announced that beginning Ju- June 24th, they will make a few changes to the Short North parking situation. They're going to lower the 24-hour resident guest pass from $6 to $3. They're lowering the mobile-only side street parking from $2 an hour to $1 an hour, but only between 8 a.m. to 4 p.m., which is not the times that anyone parks there. No, it's pretty empty so during those I times. So I parked in Short North a couple weeks ago with the new app and it was three dollars an hour i was there like friday evening which is i feel like when you would normally go and it was it was pretty expensive so oh basically the short north parking is just too expensive for me it's still expensive pretty much basically what's happening is they're making reductions to the prices but not significantly enough that it's still worth it to go and no especially if you live close enough and you can bird down there or something (laughs) or walk like i can so I will definitely probably be taking use of the scooters and my own legs because I live close enough and the weather is nice, but I yeah. I do miss the Short North parking. Um, the city of Columbus is conducting a survey on Short North parking and residents' feelings towards Short North parking. So oh, you bet nice. I'll be uh, filling that out and giving my opinions to the city of Columbus. Oh, watch out, guys. Julia's on it. Catch me on the survey monkey. What's that um, link, Julia, if people want to go to? I know we'll put it in the description below, but also if you're listening and you are an aggravated short North Parker. So they have two. There's a survey survey monkey, and it's just slash Columbus strategic parking plan. Gotcha. Dashes in between all the words. And then they have a wiki map, which is a really long hyperlink. But in we'll that one, yeah, in that one you can actually go in. It's pretty. It's a pretty cool idea, and you can mark the areas that you have issues parking in, or you think are good to go, or um, you don't want them to touch. So I will also be using that map. Don't start charging your Julia's house, pretty much. Yeah, I, they keep getting closer and closer to my house, and I'm I'm not about it. <laughs> Well, Julia, we have some good news. If you don't want to drive, you can take a scooter because there are more scooters coming to Columbus. Yay! (laughs) So more scooters are coming to Columbus. There are two new brands or retailers. Companies? Vendors? Vendors? There are two new vendors that are coming this summer that are called Jump and Spin. Um, Columbus is currently allowing each vendor to have up to 500 devices, uh, meaning that there could be up to... 1500 more in Columbus than they already have because I think there are even more vendors coming and I think that either jumpers been one of those two they're also going to include electric bikes yeah so the 500 mobility devices include bikes mobility devices right so there'll be more scooters but there might be electric bikes which I don't think I've ever ridden an electric bike have you no but I'm 
kind of scared of them. It's not like a scooter. It's not like a riding scooter. It's like a bike, but you have like a handlebar. It's like a motor. It's like yeah. a baby motorcycle. Baby motorcycle. <laughs> catch me in a catch me in a short north riding my baby motorcycle. I don't know. You got to be careful of the speed limits, though. Yeah. So NBC Four um, posted what the current laws are as of last year, and so they're kind of like an oxymoron, like a paradox almost, because. You can't ride scooters on sidewalks, but you also can't ride scooters on streets with a speed limit of over 35 miles an hour that don't have a bike lane. So I guess it doesn't like directly say you have to ride them in a bike lane, but you can't ride them on the street and you can't ride them in the sidewalk. Yeah, so, so I guess like scooters, they can be ridden like in those new bike lanes they added on Summit and Forth that make it impossible to turn. But would you want to ride it there? Like I feel like it's still so scary to ride it there. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't want to ride it on a sidewalk either. That's also kind of scary. Right. Well, I mean, in on I feel like on High Street in Shore North, like there are sidewalks that are a little bit wider, but there's so much construction too. Yeah. That it's really hard to like navigate through. And there's just a lot of pedestrians. I mean, I think if um, Columbus is going to be serious about like making these safe and adding more scooters they need to give more awareness to the rules about them right kind of like how other cities will have signs like please don't ride your scooters here scooters can't be ridden in the street when I was out in LA in February they did a lot of advertising on like billboards and just signage in general like yeah to let you know hey scooters aren't allowed in this area yeah I'm just glad I wasn't on campus with scooters because are they all over campus no you're actually Ohio State is one of the areas like it's a red zone you can't ride it through the oval because bikes are out also you're not allowed to ride bikes through the oval but people do it all the time anyway and I can't tell you how many bikes I almost got hit by gotcha and also I I know I would have like hurt myself on a scooter at some point in college. So Ohio State's kind of like Bexley, because I feel like Bexley has banned every single sort of electric vehicle that you can think, not, like not Teslas, you can still drive a Tesla in Bexley, and trust me, they do, because it's Bexley, but like um, mobility device, I guess, like electric mobility devices. I'm just going to drive a mini Barbie car everywhere and park that in the short north. Be like one of the Kardashian kids and just drive your like tiny little like G-Wagon yeah. around. Yeah. Because what are the parking rules on that? I think it's free right now. <laughs> just park, like find a large Yeah, you know, I could park in SUV. between two cars. Just park underneath like a larger SUV. Why aren't I doing that? I'm going to have to look into Goals. the yeah. um, cost-benefit analysis I on that. I think that would definitely be um, cost-friendly. And I think we actually even have some Fallen on a Budget tips. Let's, let's break into this mini session by Julia called... Balling on a budget activities. Julia? Okay, so here we are. on In Columbus, uh, the best part about it, in my opinion, is it's a very cheap city to be in. That's true. So we are getting to summer, and summertime is a great time to find a bunch of free activities in Columbus. For instance, Boys to Men is coming to the Columbus Commons. They're putting on a free concert. So it's free to go? It's free, but you have to win you the have tickets. To have tickets right? You can go to the Columbus Commons website. You have to register for their newsletter, and you can be eligible to win the tickets. The Columbus Commons is a pretty big space, though. So yeah, I went to before I moved to Columbus. Um, my mom and I actually went to see Common, like Common the rapper, but it was called like Common in the Commons, and he played with the Columbus Clever. Orchestra. It was awesome. It was such a cool show. Yeah, there's a lot of orchestra com or orchestra concerts yeah I know like sometimes they'll do um like a John Williams they'll do like Harry Potter one year they did Elton John sometimes they do I've seen even they'll do like they'll pick a movie with a really good score and they'll play the music live like they'll play Star Wars live like they'll play the music 
while you watch the movie and it's really cool I've never been but like totally it's on my list yeah definitely check out everything happening in the commons there's also free fitness classes throughout the week so if you want to work out outside hit up that opportunity because fitness classes are expensive right yes like I did not appreciate that enough in college I miss free cycle classes because I am balling on a budget and I do not like paying $25 to hate my life on a bike if you like if you like falling on a budget, let me give you some other ideas. So the Columbus Clippers, they're a great baseball team. They're our local double A, triple A. They're pretty... Triple A. They're triple A, yeah. So they're like a big... They're the Indians affiliate. There you go. Thank you. Tim Tebow was just in town. Oh, right. You saw him. Yeah, I did. Sat in left field. I could see him Who? What, very what clear. team is he on? He's, He's on the Syracuse Mets. Right. I mean, I went I there like because... Yorker. I feel like I should have known that. Yeah. But okay. It's fine. But um, I went to go see Tim Tebow because it's basically Urban Meyer bait. If Tim Tebow is somewhere, you know Urban's close behind. Was he there? Yeah, he was. Did you like go? I on? didn't see him, but he was in one of the boxes. Uh, I saw I saw him uh, tweet something later on. So. Julia is she's okay. Let me tell you a story. Quick, quick uh, side note here. Julia is such a big Urban Meyer fan that she has a travel portrait of him in her desk at work in her cubicle. She has like a little corner devoted to Ohio State, but specifically there's a picture of Urban Meyer. And it's I'm a good told, picture of him. I'm told that in her in her house she has like a, like a little shrine almost. There's like it was only a shrine when he announced he was leaving Ohio oh, okay. State. We don't we, normally have okay, candles and flower there. <laughs> Flowers there. The candle and flower are not permanent. No, it's just a picture. So in a frame, it's a framed photo of Urban Meyer. It's a very large picture. I got it printed at CVS. And I Julie was very proud no of it. no joke. Julie does not mess around. Okay. And balling on a budget tip, if you uh, want a cheap poster, print a picture at CVS in a large size. Apparently, Julia knows where There's always at. a coupon for CVS. Just Google it. Honestly, my balling on a budget tip is never pay full price for anything. That's just a rule of life There's, right like, there. a way to do it. Like, I went to DSW today, which... Technically, this is not related to the podcast, but I'll caveat this by saying DSW is headquartered in Columbus, so like, so technically, so technically it applies. I bought a pair of shoes that were like supposed to be eighty dollars, and I had two coupons, and I got them for a reduced price. Like I did not pay the full price. Who who is about going to DSW and paying for shoes? Not me. Another balling on a budget tip, especially with the memorial tournament coming up this weekend. If you volunteer at events, you get to go for free. Yeah. So if you sign up to volunteer at the Memorial Tournament, you can go to that for free. There's different events at the zoo they'll have that you can volunteer at and then get zoo admission. There's a ton of stuff around, like a ton of cool events around Columbus. Yeah. Wait, while we're at it, I'm just going to give a a quick shout out to to another local Columbus. Because we're talking about good causes. There's this, I guess it's a nonprofit organization called Point, but they have a thing called Point App. It's P-O-I-N-T, and it's just an app to get people more involved in volunteering, and they'll help you find opportunities. So if you're, like, new to Columbus, or let's say you've lived here for a long time, but you just haven't been engaged in, like, the volunteer world, and you want to find opportunities, this app, like, they started in Columbus, and I'm 95% sure they only do stuff in, like, central Ohio. You can download their app, and then you can put in your information, and you can find out events near you. I haven't actually ever gone through it, but I follow them on Instagram. They seem great. Shout out to you, Point. You don't even know we're sending you a shout out, but go you. Okay, wait. Let's get back on track here. What I was actually going to talk about is the Columbus Clippers. Remember that? Oh, yeah. Let me finish by saying that (laughs) Memorial Day, they have a home game, and tickets are super cheap. I think you can get them for as low as, like, $7. 
but it's actually dime a dog night, which means that every single hot dog that you want to buy is only 10 cents. That's right, 10 cents. And they have free sunscreen. Oh, this is Julia's favorite part. Mount Carmel uh, sponsors a free sunscreen station where you can. you, Mount Carmel. Yeah, you can put on sunscreen. And living in Ohio, I have lost my ability to face the sun. So this is very important to me. Yeah, so. Stay safe. 10 cent hot dogs, free sunscreen. And then Columbus Clippers does promotions all throughout the year. So they have $1 Wednesdays, which. Every Wednesday, a home games will feature a select concession for only $1. So, Julia said sometimes it's like nachos, sometimes it's like burgers. Great deal. Thirsty Thursday, you can take advantage of drink specials all day long. Who doesn't love Thirsty Thursday? Friday is like beer, $5 yeah, half beer. Yeah, they got a bunch. We'll link, it, we'll link it in the description, but you should check it out. But Support local teams. Support your local businesses. That's, that's basically it. Speaking of sports teams, there how about um, them jackets? How about that transition? Ooh. Honestly, we're so sad. R.I.P. Jackets. Yeah, I I was really pulling for them. I wanted to see them make a good playoff run, but there's always next year. We have the Jackets president who is potentially joining the Rangers team, so that'll be interesting to see how that plays out. So what's the deal? John Davidson, he's the current president of the Jackets, and he has resigned officially? Yeah, he has officially resigned, and he's in talks with New York, but it's not like officially signed got yeah it. and then um sergey bobrovsky has listed his condo which you got to check out the pictures we'll link them um his condo is across from huntington park wow look at all these connections wow, here at, like that's where if you don't know that's where the clippers play so and he's selling it for 3.2 million dollars so if we were wondering who are living in these luxury apartments and condos that they're building sergey bobrovsky is apparently aka bob Bob. Does anyone actually call him Bob? Yeah, I think everybody calls him Bob. I was just using his full name. I felt I needed to be formal. I'm looking at these pictures now, and this is stunning. Doesn't it look like a place a fancy Russian would live? This does not look like Ohio. No offense. (laughs) Love you the most, Ohio. Wait, let's cut that out. Julia, so we talked about the Blue Jackets a little bit, but is there any other Columbus hockey news? Because I bet it doesn't end there. Oh, no, it does not end there. Wait, there's more, guys. (laughs) Wait, there's more. So there's actually a Junior A hockey team coming to Columbus. They're going to compete in the Great Lakes Division. So if you don't know a lot about Junior A hockey, um, it's normally high school-aged boys. They're like 16 to 20. Yeah. So And they all have to be local. So it's kind of cool because it's like this major local team. It's like kind of the best of the best. So they're going to have tryouts upcoming if you're a 16- to 20-year-old boy. or And you're listening, then shout and listening. out to you. And you play ice hockey and Way you want to try out. John. Yeah, but anyway, it's a, just a really cool spot to see some like up-and-coming talent and I'm sure also a very cheap activity to do. Yeah, absolutely. And I just found out uh, Columbus has an arena football team coming. Wow, go Columbus. Columbus Destroyers are going to be here. So they are arena football. They're going to be playing a nationwide arena. And if you want season tickets, they're as low as $160 for the entire season. There's six home games. So that's a pretty good deal right there, I'd say, if you like arena football. That's only $26 a ticket. 
Yeah. And you and you get to say you're a season ticket holder. Yeah. Of like who can say that of anything? Like that's on my bucket list. On my bucket list is become a season ticket holder of something. I don't think it's gonna be arena football, unfortunately. If you're listening though and you enjoy this podcast, tell your friends so we can have more listeners and then we'll get sponsors. And then sponsors can buy us season tickets to the destroyer. Maybe we'll give you some, you know? Laura and I are about to become the biggest destroyer fans. I mean we're the number one destroyers, come sponsor us. I think next week it's just gonna be exclusive exclusively destroyer content Let i'm gonna have a destroyer shrine on my desk did you know yeah she's gonna switch bye bye urban did you know that there are not one not two i think there's about four podcasts that are just dedicated to talking about things related to what's the soccer team called the columbus crew the crew oh my god save the crew there's four podcasts dedicated just to talking about the crew so that if that exists we can have a podcast just about the destroyers i think it's sustainable on to something i guess uh a little okay, bit yeah. not sporty. We can change the topic here if you're if you're bored of that. So Okay, sporty spice. In ours. If you listen to our first podcast, I spoke a little bit about the Ohio Clean Air Act and I had no clue what I was talking about. So listen listen closely if you want to learn a little bit more in detail about the actual Ohio Clean Air Bill and I'll I'll tell you I'll tell you about it. So okay, so Larry Householder is the Republican speaker of the, speaker of the State House of Representatives is the one who proposed the Ohio Clean Air Bill. So the bill originally called for the elimination of current renewable energy requirements and instead would provide a tax break to energy providers to reduce their carbon emissions. So he proposed that that would be paid for by charges to residential customers for $2.5 a month, and then it went up a little bit, so commercial ratepayers would pay $20.50, Industrial ratepayers would pay 250 and like the largest industrial ratepayers would pay 2500 So basically he wanted to tax a lot of people. He, he was proposing to create like a pot of $30 million. And then instead of, instead of having requirements for companies to use a certain amount of sustainable energy, he was going to give a tax break to companies that went outside of their way to reduce their carbon emissions. The problem with this that a lot of people see is that essentially coal plants could be the ones receiving the tax credit. So it's kind of doing the opposite of being a clean air bill. Like it's kind of going backwards, if you will. So there was a subcommittee that made amendments to the bill and it was delayed. By the way, this was first proposed mid-April approximately. So there were people who, who wanted to make amendments to the bill. They revised the language and they proposed that um, they would have a change. So only like residential ratepayers would only be charged 50 cents for the first year and continue the energy efficiency costs until the end of 2020 and then raise the rate to $2.50 in 2021, which is like kind of really far spread out compared to what it was. Um, then an update, the beginning of May, they recommended an amendment to the bill. And then mid-May, they had a hearing about the bill and basically, like, I'll give you the, the synopsis is there was a chair, his name is Nero Vitali. He was asking questions. They had, like, a question and answer. And he said, we only had five minutes to talk about it. And he didn't take any questions from Democrats. And so they all got up and walked out because they just, like, didn't feel like they were coming to a consensus about it. So essentially, they did talk it out later on. Democrats haven't seen changes to the bill yet, but we're, we're going to keep an eye on it and keep you posted here. So it doesn't necessarily apply, like I said last week, to just Columbus. It applies to all of Ohio. But I think it's something that's pretty important, and so you should know what's happening in your government, especially if these are people that you're electing. I was just going to say Kroger's getting rid of their bags. <laughs> Julia's really proud that Kroger's going to get rid of their plastic bags. That's all I have but on But not until 2025, so... 
Laura's disappointed. I don't think that's soon enough. I honestly think I'd like to see action sooner. Also, I know that Kroger is headquartered in Columbus. Cincinnati. Cincinnati. They're in Ohio. They're one of the largest supermarkets in the U.S. though. And I'm sad. I'm glad that like private industry is doing more around this issue. Like they're they're recognizing that they need to take a stand. But I really feel like there could be more push coming from government too. Mm-hmm. Like it has to be a joint effort. And so 2025, that's like that Kroger said that they buy and use six billion with a B plastic bags every year. And that's upsetting. And that was a message from the president of Green Club. <laughs> Did you read the article that said that Columbus needs more apartments? Yeah, I, I don't get that. What? I, who is living in apartments? I want to know. Well, we are in an apartment right I, now. But... I live in an apartment, but I mean, I already have one, so I don't necessarily need a new one. The Dispatch wrote an article about, um, despite the boom of like apartment building, Columbus needs more apartments. Um, I read the article, and I still don't quite understand. I might just be thinking with a small brain or something, but... They cited that a lot of the reason was Ohio State University students. Did they? But there aren't any more Ohio State University students than there were. In well, the it, it is growing. Oh, okay. But at the same time, they're also building a ton of apartments on campus. Like, or not on campus, but just off campus. There's probably about eight or nine apartment buildings that have been built there since I graduated two years ago. So. Wow. That's so they lot. are definitely building a lot of apartments there. For me, as a student, I uh, wouldn't love an apartment, but I guess people want their own bathrooms and walk-in closets as a college student. So wow, when you're living in really nice dorms, like some of these new dorms, I can see how it could be hard to go to some of these houses just off campus on Ohio State that are, were built like 100 years ago yeah. and um, are pretty run down. But it's all part of the experience. I think same with like just being a young adult living with in a not great house and you got to start somewhere. Like, yeah, exactly. When I when there. I live in a luxury apartment just out of college, where do I go from there? Speaking of luxury apartments, Julia, let's talk about gravity. Gravity. So phase two of gravity is starting construction soon. Gravity is luxury apartments that are coming to Franklinton, which by the way might also get parking charges soon. Yeah, too. they're on the map. They're on the map, which, RIP. <laughs> so, Gravity Apartments. Tell me if this sounds millennial to you. Brace yourself. I'm reading straight from the website here. So, Gravity is a catalyst for joy, enlightenment, and personal evolution, a community that transcends expectations. This is intentional, purpose-filled living. Gravity merge- merges people, place, and passion into something very new. Yeah, it's an apartment building. How is it new? It sounds like a, been around for how long? <laughs> like a meditation or like a tea advertisement yeah, is it the to tea me. Or an apartment. <laughs> I need to know. Um, so then they go on to say that a home to a dreamers and artists and educators and entrepreneurs and mu- musicians and craftspeople and everyone else who infuses our community with energy and insight and wonder. Get ready. Are you ready? I don't think you're ready for this part. <laughs> now we think studio one and two bedroom apartments. Monthly rent starts at. $1,250 for a 400-square-foot studio. A 400-square-foot studio. It's like studio. It's like, oh, you're going to have, you're going to achieve your joy, and you're going to find enlightenment in this tiny little closet. I understand micro-living. I get the concept. I get the concept of, like... But why would anyone do it? I. That's what I want to know. I, I could get, like, I could see where, you know, you don't, you Marie Kondo everything, you get rid of all your possessions, and... You just feel like you need a small space. Like, I'm barely ever at home, to be honest. Like, yeah. 
I'm sense. I'm out living my life. I don't need a huge space. But for twelve fifty a month, no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you're gonna micro live, you want micro rent. Yeah, exactly. Please micro Gravity, rent for micro living. <laughs> Gravity follows us on Instagram, so shout out to Gravity. Shout out to you. You're probably awesome. We just haven't gone over there yet, so. We love the vibe, but we need to see We it. love the vibe, but we don't love the price. Millennial. Hashtag millennial. I mean, they are building up in Franklinton, and they're going to be one of the first people there. So. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot going up in Franklinton now. So, Tavia, if you didn't buy a house there yet, uh, you should have done it yesterday. <laughs> so, and it'd be good for her, too. She's got dogs. And uh, BarkBox yeah, is coming to absolutely. Franklinton. They're going to build that huge dog park over there. So, Everybody who's in gravity in a 400-square-foot apartment with a dog, right. you don't even need to worry about that because I guess there'll be a park close by. Yeah, so they, they're they also bringing 300 employees, so maybe they need apartments. Maybe they're going to be, you know, living in gravity. I'm not sure what BarkBox pays, but if they pay a lot, then call me. The Bark Company, they're building headquarters. They'll move into two floors. Oh, wait, shout out. BarkBox was founded in New York City. Oh, Plot shout out. I, Laura's a New Yorker. She hasn't mentioned it so enough much. on this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Sorry. But she's one of the many New Yorkers who have flocked here, just like yeah, the there's... Fox in the Snow yes. founder. Shake Shack's now here. Yeah. I mean, they're franchised here, but Fox in the Snow, their founder is from New York. Shout out. Love, love me some Fox in the Snow. Okay, what else is going into Franklinton? Let's talk about it. Cover my meds. It's almost done. They're almost done with the campus, right? I haven't seen it in a while, but last time I went over there, it was pretty big. So they're actually going to have a block party as they are almost done with construction. And I feel like that should happen just like synonymously in like all parts of Columbus when they're done with construction. Like, please have a block party. They're never going to be done with construction. It never ends. <laughs> there will always be construction so forever. Beginning April, Biz Journals posted an article saying that construction is starting with a few weeks of the first tower. And they're spending $240 million on the Cover My Meds headquarters in Franklinton. Wow. Yeah. Huge. 200,000 square foot office building. There's a lot of cool stuff happening in Franklinton. So there's a lot of jobs. Oh, it's predicted to um, project a total of 1,600 jobs. So, oh, apparently there's um, a few jobs that are moving away from Mount Carmel West as well. Yeah, Mount Carmel West is closing. So It's like closed now. They're thinking that maybe they'll grab some people from there and they'll go work for Cover My Meds, which would be cool. Yeah, Mount Carmel West closed and they opened that new one in Grove City. Not familiar, but that sounds great. What else do we have in terms of construction? Oh, State House Parking Garage. More parking. <laughs> so they're but doing, less parking. They're doing renovations to the parking garage, which Julie and I were talking about. And honestly, that's some of the most affordable parking if you're going to park downtown. Like, if you're going to go to that free concert at the Commons, you know you're going to park at the State House Parking Garage because it costs $2. And you're, yeah, it's you're... way cheaper than the Commons Garage. Absolutely. In my opinion. it could That could be completely false. I haven't looked at numbers in a while, but... Yeah, so they're actually... It's a, it's a year-long renovation that they're planning. They... According to WCBE, the parking garage hasn't actually been updated since the 1990s, which is, like, that's older than we are. Just kidding. Kind yeah, is. <laughs> kind of. Um, so, drivers, let's see. Drivers will have access to each level during the construction. Only 300 spaces will be affected. I don't know if that's, like, at a time or... I'd assume that'd be at a time. Right. Either way, it's just good for me to know because I have a doctor's appointment next week and my doctor's at the Huntington building right across the street. Yeah. And I normally park there, so if parking's going to be tight there, I might just go straight into the Huntington garage. Oh, wait. I have one other thing to share. Okay, so I think this is kind of funny. Bud Dairy Food Hall. So it's in Italian Village and it's... it's right I, by 7th and Sun. It's right by 7th and Sun. And I thought that it was apartments for a long time. I was like, oh, I'm going to live there. And then I realized it's not apartments. But they're actually 
rebuilding the Bud Dairy building into another food hall, which I think it's funny that they chose that name since Food Hall in Short North was open. That's like the concept. But it's, it's actually, a food hall. Right. But it's a Cameron Mitchell restaurant. It's not it's yeah. not owned by the same people who own everything in Short North. No, it's not owned by Corso, shockingly. It's owned by Cameron Mitchell right. who Cameron also Mitchell. owns everything. Right. So it's it's you know, it is what it is. Oh, there's a few different restaurants that are go, gonna go in there, I guess. One of one of which is Modern Southern Table, which Sounds is from good. Zanesville. Yeah, and then Alphabetical Comfort Kitchen is a local food truck as well. And they will be in the Bud Dairy Food Hall, at least when it opens to start. I'm looking at pictures of fried chicken right now, and it looks phenomenal. So I'm Can't very wait. excited for that because I love the food hall concept. I love being able to go to one place and be like, whoever wants to eat pizza, you can get pizza. If right. you want to eat Chinese, you can get Chinese. And the building it, is really cool. Yeah, the building is very cool. The only thing I'm sad about is Italian Village used to be my go-to place because there's always so much ample parking right. along Fourth. <laughs> R.I.P. to that. Yeah, just kidding. They're building so many apartments out there. What's what's the complex called? My friends all live out there in Italian Village in Short North. The Legacy of Jeffrey Park and the Foundry of Jeffrey Park. Like, they've been building for a couple of years, but they're not done. Like, they're just still building new apartments and complexes. And they have, they even have townhomes, which are, like, four stories. They go for, like, a million dollars. Yeah, they're, they're and crazy. And it's right off of Fourth, which apparently, I mean, I didn't live here then, but apparently a couple of years ago, like, Fourth was not an area that you would want to go no. into. So the fact that they went from having, you know, an area that you wouldn't want to go into to selling $1 million townhouses just shows you... If anything, Tavia, the value of houses in Columbus is just increasingly, it's on the rise. So, yeah, if you're looking to buy, I feel like we can't legally give you advice, but now's a good time. Now now is a great time for Italian Village or Franklinton. Franklinton, yeah. If you're looking at Harrison West, you've you've waited too long. Oh, really? Yeah, everything there. What about Milo Grogan? You think Milo Grogan, it's like the next, next short north? Maybe, but I mean, the next, the next, next short north is Bridge Park. The next, next short north is Dublin. <laughs> is Dublin because everything is in Dublin. If you What's liked the it in the short north, to um, the Pearl the will Pearl. be there. Yeah. Um, Along with, I can't even keep track anymore, but yeah. if you loved it in the short north, it's going to be in Dublin. Don't worry, because and then later it'll be in suburbs, Easton. It'll be there. Yeah, coming to Easton 2021. Yeah, with the new construction there. But I think that wraps up the small little bit of construction news. Just a little bit. That little bite-sized piece because there is so much going on in Columbus. You can't possibly capture it all. You can't keep track. Maybe one day 3rd Avenue will be open again, but for now it is closed and it makes getting out of my neighborhood absolutely impossible. Such a disaster. One day. Let's end on a happy note. Go enjoy a beer. It's still... It's still craft beer it's week. Still craft beer week. So hit up your favorite brewery. Start the Ale Trail Volume Five just yes. came out. Oh, I actually want to do that. If there's anyone should... listening who wants to do the Ale Trail, I want to do the Ale Trail. Okay, Julie and I are going to do the Ale Trail. If anyone else wants to come, meet up. <laughs> if anyone else wants to drive us because we don't want to pay for parking. Yeah, hit us up. Hit us up. But the Ale Trail is really fun. I did Volume Three, and I highly, highly recommend it. So if you're looking for something fun to do this weekend because it potentially might rain, or you're looking for something fun to do this summer or just in general, highly recommend it. Fun fact: so we'll just we'll we'll wrap up here. This can be our closing credits. Julia ran a half marathon, but this past weekend, Daily Growler in Grandview had a beer marathon where they poured one. An individual two ounce pour of every single beer they have on tap, which is sixty, and um, people could go in. I think it was like a sixty dollar ticket, but you got sixty beers. Yeah, and um, I think there are a few people who completed it. They drank all sixty pours. And um, Hoof Hearted 
their running club has started up again. Oh, I love Hafarda so, Running yeah, Club. I never go, but I always see them. In the summer, um, Hafarda does a running club every Wednesday. You can go run. It's free. You don't yeah. have to do anything. Yeah, you can just go run, and then you run just get um, a dollar off, I think, your beer. Yeah, there's a few Hufarted. other. I think that Fleet Feet does um, like a pub run, too. Like, you can run, and then everyone goes gets goes and get beer after. It's like a great way to meet people, too. So if you're like really, you want a new group of people, like, Go, go check it out. I feel like runners are good people. Runners are good people. Yeah. If, if they don't like you, just run away. Yeah, exactly. And on that note, we gotta run. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>